Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. We, uh, it's interesting this morning as we've had uh, two of our mission guests with us, and as we've just completed our missions conference, and we continue to keep world missions in front of us, that as we, you know, we don't have a lot of liturgy at our church. Uh, we don't have a lot of uh, ceremonial type things. There are some things we do in a, in a regular way, and uh, serving communion, we, we do it in, in a particular way at our church that uh, we've done for several years. Maybe as close to anything we have liturgical, I guess you could say. But, you know, often I think as we share in the communion, the bread and the cup, that uh, this is one thing that we do that uh, clearly we, re- we unite our arms and our hands around the world and celebrate with our brothers and sisters in Christ who have been doing so for two millennium uh, in different ways. But they gather to celebrate the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ that was sacrificed for my sin and for yours. There are places where they uh, gather in very small groups. There are very large groups. Uh, Some pass loaves of bread around. Some pass a cup around. uh, Some, as we will pass, already broken pieces of bread around. But the thing that unites uh, all of this is our belief And our affirmation today that none of us here, none of us here, deserve God's grace and mercy. We did not earn it, but God chose to love us. We affirm that Jesus Christ is fully God and was fully man. He came to earth. He lived a life without sin, but he accepted my humanity in its full without sin. And was still fully God. And because of that, he could go to the cross at Calvary and he could pay the price for my sin. Because only a perfect, holy sacrifice could satisfy God's holy righteousness against the terrible blackness of sin. But only a human being could take my place and satisfactorily be my sacrifice. And so our belief in the deity of Christ is one of those doctrines that we cannot agree to disagree on. It is central to our faith as Christians. And we come today to celebrate the deity of Christ, that he went to the cross of Calvary, he suffered God's punishment for my sin on that cross, but he rose from the dead And this is why we gather on the first day of the week. He rose from the dead. Amen? Amen. Victorious over death. Conquered sin and death. Uh, We have uh, already this morning had our veterans stand. uh, We as Christians, we are not for war. Of course not. Uh, We believe in this fallen world, in a less than perfect world, in the sinfulness that we have called to be vigilant, to protect our freedoms, and to protect the rights of others. Uh, as you veterans have stood here, and, uh, and it's my privilege as your pastor today to serve our elders who will serve you, and I, it's my privilege to serve you today. Now, I was thinking, especially this morning, my brother Jerry Snow uh, over here. Uh, we were watching the news this morning, Jerry, and they were showing a special on General Patton. 
His birthday was on Veterans Day, and uh, Jerry served with General Patton. Uh, and uh, we've read some of his, uh, his reflections on that. When we were in Island of Rhodes, uh, how long has it been now, Alex? Where's my 10, 12 years ago on <laughs> our trip to Israel? Uh, we went to the synagogue that my dad was raised in. Uh, there's just a handful of Jews there left in Rhodes. And outside that synagogue, there is a plaque to the martyrs. It's written in French. And the family names are on that plaque that were taken to Auschwitz and killed there. And my family name is on that plaque. Any relatives that my dad had went there. And it was Brother Snow and those who served that liberated that horrible darkness of sin and what it could produce. And we are reminded of how black sin is. It's not popular today, but that's the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he died on the cross to forgive the darkest and the blackest sin and to bring us grace and mercy and salvation. And so we come at this time to affirm together our belief that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and has paid for our sins and given us eternal life. And I would be remiss if before we serve the cup and the bread today, I would be remiss if I did not give you the opportunity, if you're here today and you have never received Christ's payment for your sins, to share that simple gospel message with you. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but will have everlasting life. And right now, in this moment, when I invite the ushers down, you could say yes to God. You could acknowledge to God that yes, you are a sinner. Maybe you haven't done the blackest and darkest things that we can think of. But you are a sinner. And in God's eyes, that is sin. Christ died for you because God chose to love you. And He offers you freely forgiveness for sins. And you can receive that right where you sit today. You don't have to do anything for me or anything for this church or for anybody else. It's between you and God. And I want to encourage you today, friend, why would you not accept forgiveness for sins and eternal life? Why wouldn't you accept that? God loves you. And I invite you to receive Christ as your Savior. And if you do so, you share with us in this reminder the bread and the cup of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to invite the elders of this church who are your shepherds, who care for you and love you, and they're going to come at this time. And we're going to pass the uh, bread first to you and ask if you'll just hold it for a moment and uh, just to meditate on God's love for you and the fact that the Lord's body was broken for you. And then uh, when they come back, uh, we will share and eat this bread. When we come to celebrate uh, this uh, time together, often vacillate between it's a very uh, meditative time 
and a very quiet time, a somber time. But at the same time, this should be a time of celebration. Amen? Amen. Time of rejoicing. As Kevin reminded us already, we have hope. Hope is a wonderful thing, especially when it's eternal hope based on the truth of God's Word. And I want you to celebrate and rejoice today as we meditate on the price that was paid for our salvation. At our church, uh, we, you know, we teach that the Apostle Paul was called to take the gospel to the Gentile world, as he clearly tells us. And as he went out to that Gentile world, and one of the places he came to was the city of Corinth, a, a port city like Seattle, and uh, mixed up and, uh, and uh, diverse and different. And he went to that place and he founded that church. And he stayed for 18 months at that church. And as he left that church, and Jew and Gentile came together and formed the nucleus of that church. And they began to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. And it got confusing. And it got a little raucous and a little bit different. And he had to write back to them and say, look at now. Let me get this in order. I want to remind you of the simplicity of what we're talking about here. And I share this simplicity with you as why we do this today. The Apostle Paul wrote to that church at Corinth. And he said to them, you know, you have homes to eat in. This is not a, this is not a gluttony or a feast to come and celebrate the Lord's Supper, but to come and remember the simplicity that I, the Apostle Paul, I received from the Lord. He received it as revelation from Christ. And I pass it on to you. I remind you of this. That the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. And do this in remembrance of me. And he reminded them of that simple act of breaking bread, passing it around to his disciples and telling them to eat it. But as you do this in the future... It's a reminder of my body. And they watched. And they saw it broken on the cross of Calvary. They saw it pierced. They saw him suffer and die. And they knew he had died. But they also saw the resurrection. And so in simplicity, with meditation, but with celebration and joy, let's eat this bread together and have a moment of quiet prayer of thanksgiving to our God, let's eat together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this simple reminder of that amazing, amazing sacrifice that was paid for my sin and for the sin of these people here. That we stand before you today forgiven and we stand in the righteousness of Christ and we have the hope of a resurrected body and all eternity. I would encourage you to take a few minutes and uh, read through uh, the Gospels on the story of the Last Supper, as we call it. But especially from the Gospel of John, it's the longest account of not only the breaking of the bread and the, and the serving of the cup, but also of the Lord's personal prayer and words to his disciples. He knew, they didn't know, but he knew that they were going to watch him die. And he knew that the sorrow and the pain it would bring to see this. He knew they were going to forsake him. 
and disperse on that evening. He asked them to stay awake with him, and they couldn't even do that while he suffered in the garden. By reflecting back on these words to his disciples, and reflecting back on uh, this past week as, as your pastor and representing this congregation, um, twice this week, I spent time with the family and with their loved one there who had been called into God's presence. One was 93 and one was 20. And we are reminded of eternity. And I am reminded of the Lord's words to his brothers on that night. And I give these to you today. Do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then he went on to say this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. This cup reminds us today. We are not afraid. But we have hope and joy that Jesus' blood was shed for my sin and for yours and that we today, as Paul says in Romans, have peace with God through His blood. After you drink this cup together, would you please just hold it quietly for a moment again of celebration and reflection on the price of the blood of our Lord that was paid for our sins. Let us drink together. Our Father, once again, we are reminded as we hold this empty cup that on the first day of the week the tomb was empty. And we are reminded the angel's words. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. And we leave this place with joy in our hearts for your kindness and your love and your mercy. Not to tell you guys a little secret here, our young people sitting up here. When I was your age, I really enjoyed communion service for two reasons. One is, I just enjoyed communion. I enjoyed the tradition. It was one thing we did that was sort of liturgical and traditional, if you will, and I just enjoyed the feel of that. I enjoyed the meditation and thoughts on that. I always enjoyed that. The second thing I enjoyed, I knew that was the one Sunday a month that Pastor Peterson would get out on time. <laughs> because every other Sunday he would preach till 12.15, 12.20, or 12.30. So in that tradition today, I want you guys to look at the clock 
I am letting you out on time today. Amen? Amen. Write this down. Which means that Nehemiah chapter 9 was our chapter today. And uh, you're all adults here, and I can trust you and have confidence that you will go home and read chapter 9 and prepare for next Sunday when uh, Pastor Gary will be preaching. I have one more trip this year to make. I know I've had several trips because I did some mission work and so on. I'm going down to Tucson to do a wedding for the Caproni family. Dear friends of ours from the church here, uh, Linnea is getting married. They're Linnea. So next Sunday, Pastor Gary will preach, and so we're going to move on. So you read chapter 9. And what I want you to do is you read chapter 9. I want you to notice in Israel's confession and their acknowledgement to God, how many times is mentioned God's mercy, God's faithfulness, and God's love. I want you to notice that. And then I want you to read Ephesians chapter 2. Can you do that? Or do you want to stay in their half hour? <laughs> Uh, not today. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> so, as you leave today, also one last thing. Uh, it, is, it is our tradition on Communion Sunday to just take a retiring special offering for our benevolent, which is our helping fund. We have a lot of people that we like to help with things, and God blesses us to do that. So, if you can give, if, if you can't, perfectly fine. But if you can give and put anything in the offering plates that are in the narthex today, that will go toward our helping fund. God is good. Amen? Do you love God today? Say amen.